And now, live, it's time. Which team, by colors alone, is identifiable around the world? It's time for the JT the Brick Show. Which team, by slogan, commitment to excellence? On Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Just win, baby. All those things are the Raiders. Here's your host, JT the Brick. JT, back with you, and this is our final hour of the year. On Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. and streaming all over the globe on the Raiders mobile app. And we are brought to you by Sam and Ash Injury Law, two of my very good friends here in Vegas, two for one. You get two of the best attorneys there, period. They'll drop everything for you. They're that good. Their reputation is second to none, 24-7, to help you get answers after an injury. It is tough in this town. You want to know why there's so many attorneys, so many billboards? Because there's so many accidents here. There's so many bad drivers. There's so many problems. So Sam and Ash, my friends, my personal injury attorneys, they'll help you. They'll help you, and they'll help you see the end of your case here. They won't let you down at any point along the way. 702-820-1234. They're also deeply involved in the community. They give back to the community all the way from downtown in their office out to Henderson and the Silver Knights and everything they do here for us on Raider Nation Radio. I would not have this radio show without Sam and Ash. SamandAshInjuryLaw.com because you deserve what's right. 702-820-1234. So what are you doing for New Year's? There's a lot happening with the vid, COVID around here. And for football players and football executives and people who work for football teams, you kind of got to the finish line and you don't want to get the vid. You don't want to get COVID here. The Raiders are trying to get players out of the protocol and to test negative. And we're already sitting here on Thursday. It's getting close. We'll wait for more of the press conferences coming up what Coach Passaccia has to say tomorrow. And I'm expecting a bunch of guys coming back because they're starting to clear protocol in Indy. And they have good players that are coming back here. We don't know about Carson Wentz yet. I'd like to see the Raiders play Carson Wentz. I'm not here banging the pom-poms or throwing up the pom-poms, banging the drums, saying, oh, I hope he doesn't play. I would never do that. That's bad karma, and I don't believe in karma in sports. But that's pretty bad if you root for him not to come back. So when you see him, and you see him not get the vaccine, and then the rule changes, to me, that's a bit alarming. Now, a lot of people who are defending the rule change are saying, well, it, the world's changing now. People are getting COVID. They're getting the new variant. It isn't as serious. It's much more transmissible. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter for one reason. Some of the non-vaxxers, most of them, are not going to get the vaccine under any circumstance. Do you understand that? Under any circumstance, it could be Delta, it could be Omicron. They could come up with the new one uh, down the road six months from now, whatever the name is. The same people who are unvaccinated will not get vaccinated. So you take that group of people and you put them in a percentage. We only have 61%, almost 62% of the United States vac- uh, vaccinated. I thought that number would be higher to 70, over 70%. But most of athletes are. And pretty much all the commissioners and everyone running these leagues, they're all vaccinated. And no one talks about it. They're like, yeah, sure. What arm do you want? Left or right? Let's go. Let's play. They want to play so they get vaccinated. Carson Wentz is one of the few, the minuscule amount of guys who don't want to do that. So the rules should be more stringent on him. And they were all year long until now. Then all of a sudden, the CDC changes from 10 to 5 days. And this is if you get COVID, how much you should isolate. Well, how much should you isolate if you're not vaccinated? 
the same amount as a vaccinated person? That doesn't make sense to me. If I'm vaccinated, which I am, and I get COVID, and I have to isolate, if you say I can go from 10 to 5 days, that seems to make sense. But the unvaccinated person, you're saying, hey, same amount of time? And that's what we're going to do with Carson Wentz. So there are so many people around the league who are furious on this. And I hope he comes back and plays. I hope he takes a test and he passes it and he's negative and he can play. If not, the Raiders will have an advantage in the game. But they'll still have to stop Jonathan Taylor. And for the Raiders who are getting COVID now, we don't COVID shame anybody. They're just getting it because it's going around. And everybody's getting it. But the Raiders have been able to deal with this for quite some time. All right, before I get to my conversation with the coach, two calls. Passionate Raiders been waiting the longest. Uh, start us off. Appreciate your support this year. Go ahead. Yes, sir, JT. Thank you, man. Thank you for everything you do, man. Thank you for the, the guests you have on. Uh, this past year has been, a, you know, it's been a tough year, a rough year. But, man, it's, it's a blessing just to be able to hear our, hear our great players and what I've learned. But what kind of blew my mind when you played that Derek Carr interview is he said that he never met Madden before personally. Like, like if I grew it was in Derek Carr's shoes, there would have been, like, no way I would have not been using every resource I had to get to meet with Madden, just being a Raider and knowing what the – I don't that just kind of blew my mind right there. But but, but Sunday, JT, I don't know, man. We, it, we're, we can't have them turnovers, man. And, it, and it's uh, – I don't know if I'm feeling it yet. I don't know. But I think that if we can – hold that running back in check and we can win this game with all this bull crap. Like you said earlier, this COVID stuff, this just don't make no sense. How, 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 how are we even supposed to believe this? But Derek, let's play. We got to play. We got to play. Um, start the new year off. Right, man. I don't know, JT. It's, it's funny, man. It's, it's funny how we always get the short end of the stick, man. And that's one thing I want to ask you too, JT. Maybe you can look into me for is all this that we've heard this week. You know, all these greats, all this about the history of the Raiders. Where did we what, – what went wrong to where we lost that? Like, how can you go from so dominant to just yeah. so down in the dumps? I, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm, it's like, what, what happened? We need to – whatever it was, those people, whatever. What, man, get back on that track because this has been – I'm trying. Long. Yeah. Appreciate, appreciate the call. I know we are. I know Thanks we are. Thanks for the call. Yeah, what, what happened? I mean, what, every season's an individual year. There's always a winning attitude. The organization is built on just win, baby, pride and poise and commitment to excellence. They didn't throw that out. They didn't for a few years forget about that and hire people that didn't care about that. Teams win and teams lose. They're going through a really rough road of not making the playoffs, and they're trying to fix it every year. You know, people ask me that all the time. What's going on? How come they don't win more? Like they're not trying? These are professional coaches and players. NFL executives working their ass off the same amount every year to win. There's bad luck. There's problems. There's bad contracts. There's bad draft picks. There's bad free agents. There's injuries. There's a whole bunch of that. And they've gone through a tough time. I've never made an excuse for it. I'm not the coach. I'm not the owner. They're trying to figure it out. And I think this year they brought in some very good players. It's unfortunate what happened to Ruggs. Damon Arnett was a bust. When you look at some of the players coming in in the past, you know, we wanted more out of them. And you get more out of some of the free agents. The one thing I'll say going forward is that I believe that the Raiders should put more care into who they're going to draft, when they're going to draft them, and take the best available player, period. I really mean that. Not the best available player they think. 
at a certain position. I'm talking about the best consensus pick that everybody thinks that's the guy. Because remember, I sat here and screamed for two weeks before the draft, do whatever you can to trade up and get Micah Parsons. They didn't. They, maybe they couldn't. They tried to or looked at it. They got Alex Leatherwood. How would Micah Parsons be here for 10 years? I mean, I hope that they do a great job and get more fortunate in the draft. I know Mayock works really hard with the staff. They put in a lot of hours, and they've hit on a number of draft picks, but some of the high-profile ones haven't been good, and they know that, and they're going to try to correct that. So the injury report just came out. Jack Doyle was a very good player for them. The tight end did not participate uh, today and yesterday. Also, Eric Fisher. The offensive lineman with a knee, shoulder, toe did not participate for the first two days. The Raiders injury report came in. Divine Diablo was limited, which is a good sign. Jonathan Hankins with his back was limited. Uh, Josh Jacobs, full participant. Quentin Jefferson, full. Foster Moreau, full. Brandon Parker, full. So I think we're getting better news about injuries and guys playing. With injury here, and now the big news is going to be can Darren Waller find a way to clear COVID and and make and play in this game. Raider man, final hour of the year. Good to talk to you again, my friend. Hope you're doing well. Happy New Year. Oh yeah, brother man. I appreciate you, JT. Had to tag in, man. No life is guaranteed, so you take advantage where advantages are given, man. And you know I'm on a campaign run. You know I'm not smart enough to do what I call politics. You know, especially now when it comes to COVID and trying to figure out things is the relativity of how the hell we got to this point in our uh, in our organizational history. But I'm on a Forever 19 campaign, man, because there's no on 49 forever to me. Shouts out to number five Diablo, you know, just Divine uh, Diablo for understanding that and coming out with the five instead of that 49, man. Because it's time to take down the lights and to throw out that damn tree. It's Happy New Year's to y'all, but it's Happy Birthday to me. And it's like... You know, this this has been a hell of a, a season. You know, the Chicago game for me, that, that was a fundraiser that we did for Black Hole Rob after he passed mm-hmm. away from COVID. You know, shout out to Rachel and the girls over there. Shout out to Jonathan for calling me last week. I was in a really deep, dark spot. You pulled me through. You helped me through that, man, growing through it all. And I'm doing it with the help of family, man. Look, this team is doing that. I really believe that. We're being fortified. It's a serious organic fortification because it's on life-on-life terms. It's not just football. But this team, every man in that building, every woman, every person in that organization is being battle-tested. It's finding out who exactly who we are. It's just like, you know, you don't know what T is until you throw it in some hot water. And now we've been in all the hot water all year long, and we ain't got nowhere to run. Now it's time to turn up the heat, though, because, you know, it's no more Mr. Nice Guy. Our backs are to the wall, and this is about our destiny. We can't just win for Matt. We can't just win for, you know, the prior things that's going on over the course of the year and all the rest of that stuff. We got to win because that's what we do. We got to get back to being that's what our identity is. And it starts from the head of the spear. There's no need to jump up and down on D.C., but I really believe that this is going to be a turning point for this team. This is where we got to learn how to take advantage because this would be one of the most comfortable environments that we had to play in all season long. And this team ain't great. They're not world beaters. But we actually got a chance. You know, we got a chance because offense is going to have to be our best defense. And I've been hearing you say it. You know, if we can put this ball in D.C. hands, it's not about just throwing the ball all over the yard. I'm not implying that. But what I am saying is you put your hair on fire and you pin your ears back and you go out there with that attitude like, ding, darn it, I shall not lose this game. And we get back to who we are because that's what's really inside. And there are a lot of things to play for. So I close this out by saying, God rest, you know, Tina Tentor, 
and big shouts out to her family as they grieving through this holiday season. God rest to Coach Madden and Raider in Paradise to all the other soldiers that we lost along this way. Let's keep this thing in perspective because football in itself is only entertainment. But life is a microcosm of this game. Or I should say this game is truly a microcosm of life. And we got to dig on that sometimes. This is why we come together, and this is why we tear each other apart. So let's dig on it because it's real life. Appreciate your time, man. Thanks for giving me a little bit of space, and I'll see you when I'm looking at you. Looking forward to seeing you for that Charger game. Look forward to it, too. I know a lot of people are coming out. For the Charger game. Should be a great turnout here at the end of the year for the last home game. Brought to you by BillsHappen.com. Get the money you need when you need it. BillsHappen.com. Raider fans, an intelligent marketplace designed to help you to find a personal loan lender now. At BillsHappen.com, you can get up to $5,000 tomorrow. And they're reputable. They're Raider fans. They listen to the show. And they appreciate our business. So over the New Year's here, if you need extra cash starting off the New Year, go see my friends at BillsHappen.com. That's BillsHappen.com, proud partner of our show and Raider Nation Radio. Really appreciate them. Uh, Let's get out to Robert in Portland, Oregon. Robert, Happy New Year. Thanks for checking in. Same to you. JT, I just had to get to you because, you know, the Fred Vladnikoff Award is a great award in college football. Is there going to be a push by Raider Nation, not just Raider Nation, but even the Mars in New York, they, they must love Madden as much as the rest of the people in the United States. A Madden award should be, I don't know what award the NFL is going to create, but some kind of uh, either an edifice or an award should be named after John. Yeah, I, th- I would agree that would happen. I think the league is bunkering down as we speak. I don't know this. But a couple of people asked other network executives on this. I would think there'd be an award uh, for Coach Madden, and I don't think it would be a football award. I really don't. I think it would be a broadcasting award. Coach Madden was a great coach, a Super Bowl champion, quickest winning percentage, youngest coach, great coach, but there's a lot of other great coaches in the Hall of Fame. I think the issue comes down to some type of broadcast award that could have Madden's name on it potentially, or as you're saying, a good character award, whatever it is, but... I think it's safe to say that the league and Roger Goodell had a great relationship, I believe, with John Madden and talked to him all the time, the competition committee, all everything I've heard. So I think something good's going to happen. Well, I think the Maras, you know, they still have a lot of pull in, you know, in New York. They, they like John a lot. He was always close to them, never, you know, never had a problem with them. Al, of course, had his ups and downs with various owners in the league. But I just think, you know, the fact that you – it's been with the Raiders now for over 20 years. I just think if you had everybody pitch in, we'd all, we'd all, we'd all support you, JT. Well, again, I appreciate that, and I'll do anything to help with John Madden's legacy in a small way I can on radio and doing what I do. Thanks for the call. Happy New Year. I, I just know Mark Davis well. He's been a friend of mine for the entire time I've been here, and I know what Mark – when Mark got in his car and went down to light that torch for John Madden, that wasn't because someone told him. It's because Mark knew it was very important to the Madden family that he does that. And, you know, Mark has talked to the Madden family constantly. And you know what Al Davis did to help out others. The Maddens are financially set going forward, but the Raiders will do everything to keep his legacy alive and do great things in his honor and his name. I have no idea what they're doing yet for the final home game, but I'm sure it'll be big. Everything at Allegiant Stadium is bigger. You know, coming up on my... Facebook memories 
eight years ago today, I was in front of the largest crowd of my life. I emceed the 30th anniversary of Super Bowl 18. And I remember coming out of the tunnel as the Super Bowl 18 team came out going, looking around, and there were 54,000 people there or more. You know, some of them in the restroom, they're getting a beer at halftime, but you understand that was a big crowd. And I could hear the crowd shake as I was introducing players and coaches and all of that. And that was in Oakland. And everybody was in their seat going crazy. The event at Allegiant Stadium with Woodson this year and Coach Flores, I was on the field for the Woodson event, not Coach Flores. And you could barely hear Charles. It was so loud when he took a break and started saying Raiders and gave the chant out. Raiders are doing everything big here in Vegas. A lot of people are coming from outside of town to see how big it is. Oh, and tonight's a very important night tonight. want to wish the best to John Sassenti and his team at the Las Vegas Bowl. Please, everybody, if you're looking for something great to do tonight, go to the Las Vegas Bowl, Wisconsin, Arizona State. Uh, my sons are going. I have a freshman at Arizona State now, and this is an important moment for this city. This bowl game is really important because it's going to be at Allegiant Stadium forever, and the Las Vegas Bowl raises a lot of money for charity. So if you're looking for something to do, if you don't have your tickets already, get your tickets and head on down. You'll love it. All right, we should never be out of phone calls, which Bobby said we're out of calls. That'd be like driving to state line and having no gas and you got to get to L.A. Okay, we have an open show the rest of the time here, plus my conversation with Rich Basaccia. Fire up the Raider Nation on how to beat Indy. 702-365-9200. Happy New Year, everyone. The only thing I can tell you is they've been in all the meetings um, throughout, you know, certainly today and Monday and, and um, uh, through Zoom. And then our full anticipation is we should get the majority of them back within the five-day realm of when they tested. Some will be back on Friday. Some will be back on Saturday. And then um, from there, we'll just we'll, – we'll see. You know, there's been guys uh, certainly in the past that haven't had a chance to practice but have went through a walkthrough on Saturday and – um, have gone in and play. If I'm not mistaken, our entire offensive line was out last year till Sunday morning of the game and, and all played in the game. So our anticipation is they're, they're going to be mentally prepared to go. Um, hopefully they're doing some things on their own so they can get themselves uh, cardio-wise, stay ready. And, and uh, once the five-day period is up, some on Friday, like I said, and then some on Saturday, we'll, we'll kind of make decisions as we get to those two days as who's going to be ready to play. Rich Basaccia. And we have an exclusive interview that no one's heard yet. You'll hear it first here in the Raider Nation coming up momentarily. My conversation with Rich Fasaccia earlier today. JT, back with you. We're thanking everyone that we do business with here. We have so many proud partners who have been great to us. And I want to thank Frank and his entire team at AnyTiresPlus.com, conveniently located off the corner of Lake Mead and Boulder Highway. And I've always said you don't want to pay for smog. You don't want to pay for that. It's enormously overpriced. How about $5.95 at Any Tires Plus? Right now, get $50 off any new set of Ford tires at Any Tires Plus. And their complimentary road hazard protection for 24 months. Who has that in town? Nobody but Frank and Any Tires Plus. They're fantastic. Just mention JT the Brick, and you'll get deals and offers all the time. Any Tires Plus, AnyTiresPlus.com. 
Earlier today, I was in Henderson at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. My conversation with the head coach of the Silver and Black, Rich Passaccia. Coach, let's begin with the big news, the passing of John Madden. You spoke about it earlier this week. I want to begin with how it affected you. You're the head coach of the Raiders, and this is an iconic coach. How did you react to it personally? Well, certainly saddened, you know, by the news and our, our thoughts and prayers go to his family. And, and um, you know, it's I think when you look at the history of the Raiders, the folklore of the Raiders, and um, not only does it uh, what Mr. Davis did being the NFL coach of the year in 63 and starting the franchise and but what John Madden became as the sideline um, energy guy that he was, you know, with Raiders and Super Bowl champions. And and then for me, I've been fortunate to be around George Atkinson and be around Fred Belitnikoff and have a chance to talk to to those guys about Coach Madden as a coach. You know, I think he's done so many things to an unbelievable level with the, the Madden game and the broadcasting that people forget he, he started all this as a coach. Right. So the seat that I'm in, I'm very aware of the, the history of, of this chair that I'm fortunate enough to be in at this particular time. But to talk to those guys and to hear about what kind of coach he was and how he talked to his team and then the care that he had for players. Right. Um, maybe not a lot of people know about how he really cared about players and relationships that he built with players to get the best out of them. So those are the things I take from, you know, Coach Madden. And um, the one time I had a chance to meet him, I think I talked about it. Yesterday, I just happened to be a guy, that a coach that could shake his hand, you know, and I, I, he just engulfed my hand. You know, he's such a big guy. It felt like he had a baseball mitt on, and, and you think you're going in there to meet Coach Madden, and, and um, he's going to be all this. And what he really did was he made everybody in the room feel so much better about themselves. You know, it really wasn't about him in any way. He had a great sense of humility. And so very sad, obviously, not only the football world, um, but the NFL and then certainly the Raider family, you know, is great loss. The coverage has been amazing. I know you're preparing for a game, but you turn on the TV any point of the day on all the different networks cooperating to put his documentary up and the history of his life. It really is everyone coming together for a legendary figure. And it should be. Obviously, it should be. We're heading towards the weekend with games that are important. Um, and then I think the show just aired, you know, yeah. about the Madden and what it was be, what, was to be like to be on the All Madden team and, and those things. So um, it's unfortunate that it happened, but it, it certainly should be a celebration of what his life actually was. One more. I wanted to get your players' reaction because the video game empire, a lot of people talk yeah. about that, and a lot of players who are a little bit older grew up and maybe remembered or their parents watching him as a broadcaster. But you walk in this building every day to prepare to play. You know who Coach Madden is, Coach Flores, Al Davis, the legends of this organization. Certainly. You know, those are the big three. Yeah. And um, I think when we were in the old building, um, fortunately for us, it was a smaller venue. And when you walked in right there on the wall towards the locker room, all three of those guys' pictures were right there. Here they're more upstairs and, and uh, the trophies are down there when you walk in, you know, represent the Raiders championships. So they're very cognizant of certainly who Coach Madden is. But the younger guys are more uh, Coach Madden in the, in the video video game, right? Yeah. And I think all these different generations that we have in here from, like I said, George and Fred and then myself and then the younger guys, they hit all the genres that he was successful in, you know, which is kind of neat in itself. As we move to Indy, you and Coach Reich are dealing with the same thing, fluid COVID protocol, trying to get players back. But I love what you've said all year about players prepare to play, these practice squad players and the backups. And that's really been a point of emphasis for you. I think it has, and it probably has for everyone else. But yeah. we've been fortunate, you know, the 16 guys that we have on the practice squad, we try to go into practice and meetings and walkthroughs like everyone's preparing to play. So when it does happen, your number is called the morning of the game, like when we lost Nate Hobbs a couple yeah. weeks ago. Guys are ready to step up, get in that position, and play. And, and I credit to our coaches in the way in that 
they've prepared everyone, and a credit to the players that they stayed focused um, in the job that they're doing in practice. Coming off the victory with Josh Jacobs tying a career high, a lot of people have been waiting for a game like that, and he delivered. What did you see when you looked at the tape of him finding the holes, the explosion, getting to the second level? Well, I think our offensive line did a good job in the second half of figuring out who to cover up. And I think, you know, Ole and, and uh, Coach Caves did a good job with some adjustments. I know Tim Berbenick was involved with in it as well, um, giving us a chance to hit the cutback play a little bit and stay on the front side some. And our, our offensive line did a good job of covering everybody up with some of the double teams. And Peyton Barber gave us another um, little bit of a one-two punch as Josh took a couple off. But it was good to see Josh get going, good to see him break into the second level some, and we're hoping for some of the same success. One of the greatest performances in franchise history from the defense when it turns out rushing yards only 18 for Denver. I mean, that's something really unique to put a stamp on with this unit. How did they react to that? Yeah, and again, it's two weeks in a row that Gus yeah. and his defensive staff and his players have put that performance on tape. Um, certainly a credit to them and the way in which they prepare, not only in practice, but their preparation mentally for meetings and, and how they get those guys ready. So. Two weeks in a row, we went to Cleveland. That was a formidable run team. We faced one in Denver, and now we're certainly facing one with the three-headed monster and those three backs up here in, in Indy and the way their offensive line is playing as well. All right, so we'll move to Jonathan Taylor. Again, he's good for 100-plus yards a game. He leads yeah. the league in rushing. But I would think the emphasis on setting the edge, because the defensive line has done a really nice job, depending on who you have at linebacker, the gang tackling and everybody getting to the ball in this game. Yeah, again, it's just, you know, they, not only does he have to be tackled and stopped, you know, the offensive line, we got to do a good job of putting our hands on them and stopping some of the double teams and their outside rushes and certainly the cutback ability of what Taylor brings to you. So um, he's a lot faster than people think. He's really extremely tough. He plays with great pad level. He has tremendous vision. Um, and then when Hines comes in and, and gives you a little bit of a, another speed factor in there as well. So they're really well coached up front. Um, he understands where the holes are going to be, anticipates where the cutbacks are. It'll be a tough test for our defense. What, they're inter what really interests me with them is the way they built that team up front with Quentin Nelson in this offensive line. They are maulers and nasty, but you, got, you brought guys in in the offseason to match that. Yannick Ngakwe, the Pro Bowl ability of Max Crosby. you got guys who can play inside who are tough. Does it feel like a barroom brawl inside a phone booth with the size of what you're seeing from um, Indy? That's a good analogy. You know, yeah. it sounds good, but our <laughs> Our guys up front have really set the pace for us all year, the inside guys and certainly what we've done on the edge with our defensive end. So I think we're looking for, again, it's going to be extremely physical. It has to pay, we have to pay attention to the details um, of where we're supposed to be, when we're supposed to be there, and then hopefully we can do a good job of stopping the run this week as well. Finally, Coach, it's been a playoff atmosphere for a couple of weeks around here. It is for Indy, too. Do you enjoy that? I mean, the playoffs, you're playing meaningful football starting the new year. It feels like a playoff game. It technically is in the standings there. That would be the only motivation your team would need to get ready. I think so. I think we talked to them a lot about the telescope and the microscope. You know, we've said it before. If you look in the telescope, we understand where we have an opportunity to go. But I think the task at hand is the microscope. It's the Indianapolis Colts. It's a team that we have to get prepared for to go on the road on Friday. We haven't done that for a while. We're going to go up there and play in a loud, um, extremely hostile environment. Um, and I think we have to do a good job preparing ourselves to go be our best and to improve as each day goes along and see if we can put a good performance on the field. Good luck and Happy New Year. Coach. Thank you so much. Happy New Year to you as well. All right, Coach Passaccia, I think we broke our record for over seven minutes. Not that he wouldn't sit down long, but he is up against it every week when I talk to him. I, I sit down with him every Thursday at 10 o'clock, and he is there at 9.59, and we're done at 10.07, and he's going to a meeting. He's been very kind with me. I started off the year interviewing Coach Gruden like I was accustomed to for years, 
the resignation. Uh, Rich Passaccia jumps into that seat. I think he's done a fine job. I mean, he really has. There's been games where the team hasn't played well. They went on a losing streak, and we covered that and talked about it, and he was very upfront about it. But Rich Passaccia, as we heard today, and we all, we're all getting to know this, whatever he can't control, he doesn't waste time on. That's what's really unique about him and his personality as I'm getting to know him. If it's COVID, if it's injuries, if he can't control it, he doesn't want to talk about it. And I like that. Now, what are you going to do? He has press conferences twice a week. He talks to me. There's some in-house stuff he does. But he's not going to sit there and talk about shoulda, coulda, woulda. Well, is he coming out of IR? When are we going to see him again? If he doesn't know, he's going to talk about what he knows, the players that he has. And I think so far this year that the strength of Rich Passaccia is having other players ready to play. I think that's what we're going to look back on no matter what the team does. If the team gets to the playoffs, it's going to be an amazing job by him, incredible job by him, if he can run the table here and beat Indy and the Chargers. And if not, we'll look back at the run that he had and some of the big wins and look at how he had the team ready to play. And you tell me. You know, interim head coaches take over because coaches get fired or resign. They're always in a tough spot when you're an interim coach. You don't know what's going to happen, your future. Tell me many interim coaches that have done more of a consistent job than Rich Passaccia. He, he lets all his coaches coach. He practices, has the team ready to play, and there's no drama. There's no drama. Everything's been really quiet as they went through a lot of issues. And I think he's calmed everything down and has the team playing well. Antonio in Modesto. Thanks for waiting. You're up next. Hey, JT. Um, you know, we got robbed in 2016. D.C. getting his leg um, broken. Um, the stars were aligning up where there could have been a home game against Pittsburgh. And then maybe a couple weeks later, you play the New England Patriots at a home game in the Coliseum. Um, I think the stars are aligned tonight. I think you're going to finally get your wish. I think D.C. is going to be on uh, a pedal to the metal. Uh, he even said a little earlier this week about, you know, trying to be hurry up. Uh, get the get the ball going, um, moving down. Maybe some no huddle. Um, um, I, I think that I think we're gonna. I think you're gonna finally get your wish because if you don't do it now, when you're gonna do it? There's only two games left. I think we've talked about also there might be a flex game. Can you imagine if the Raiders get flexed out? They win sun, Sunday. They get flexed out Saturday in Vegas in the Black Star, the Death Star, whatever you want to call it. Um, can you imagine the crowd in, in in the Legion Stadium if that if that happens? Because I think. If the Raiders do win, and I don't think the Chargers got to play their part too, a um, uh, uh, flex game that'll be like I said, that, that'll be that'll be awesome. And, and D, uh, JT, real quick too, I want to thank you. I met you in June um, at Ready Bolina Costing in Pleasanton, and you mm-hmm. actually came on Facebook Live for me for literally a couple minutes, man. I I, I thank what you do for the Raider Nation a hundred times. I have not listened to any station, the two major stations in the Bay Area, because what you talked about in your open monologue. Um, the six guys they have on there, we talked that about them before. I don't listen to them for one minute, uh, even though you had Kruger on last night. Um, I, I appreciate what you do for the Raider Nation, man, and I'm excited for Sunday, man. And let's get the W for John Madden. You know, it might be like uh, the Al Davis uh, catch with Mike Huff intercepted against the uh, Texans. You know, uh, Mike, uh, maybe we'll have some sort of last play miracle to get this game, man. But I'm excited. Happy New York to your family, JT. Thank, Thank you, you, buddy. Take care. Good seeing you up at Freddie's event. Appreciate that, and hopefully they play this. Like a lot of people have said, what, what are we going to name this game? Everyone's saying the Madden Bowl. And something has to do with John Madden. I'm getting the most responses for that. Uh, Yahoo Sports is reporting that Philip Rivers was on Christmas vacation 
when the Colts called him to step in. Well, the Colts were mapping out scenarios when it comes to their quarterback, Carson Wentz, as he tested positive for COVID-19. Got to be out the minimum five days. Frank Wright reached out to Rivers about the situation. Rivers is 40. He was on vacation with his family. In regard to the quarterback position, I know that some of you have asked, well, what about Phillip Rivers? And he said, quote, yes, I talked to Phillip. Obviously, you guys know I'm close with him. We talked all year long. We've talked all year long, and I kind of followed his coaching career, talking about his high school team that he coached, and we did talk fairly recently. He was on Christmas vacation with the family. So they had a pretty good conversation. And they don't want to roll with Sam Ellinger, the rookie. They don't want to roll with him at all. But it looks like Wentz is going to have a good probability to come back because the new protocol, he's not going to have to test out. He can just say he feels good as long as he doesn't have a fever. When I, That's what I heard today on television. If he doesn't have a fever, where they take that fever test with the gun, you know, the fever gun, then he could be good to go. So this guy could be sick. And I got to give the football players credit. I talked to someone about this yesterday. If a player is sick and has symptoms, they're reporting. And I didn't think they would initially. I thought if guys were sick, they'd want to play. But guys are reporting that they're sick because they don't want to tear down the whole team. They don't want to be the reason there's a COVID outbreak. And we've seen a few of those COVID outbreaks over the last couple of weeks. Charles in Arizona on the Raiders flagship. Hello, Charles. Hello, JT. Uh, first and foremost, I want to wish you and your family a happy holiday season. hope all is well. And I want to take in real quick what you're talking about on the monologue about how the, the NFL puts the screws of the Raiders. I've witnessed this since 1985 when I became a Raider fan. And where it's most obvious is year after year after year, this, this team gets one of the toughest schedules in the league. Even after a two-win season, a four-win season, a five-win season, we continue to get one of the toughest schedules. But it is what it is. But as far as this Sunday – Playoffs actually start. If we win, we continue. If we lose, season's probably over. But I uh, appreciate your time and uh, wish you a happy new year, JT. Take care. I wish I wish you a happy new year, too. I appreciate your time. Thank you. There's a lot on the line in this game. And this week, we, we were deterred to talk. You know, we had to change gears. We had to change gears, and we wanted to talk about Coach Madden because Coach Madden's an icon. We didn't have a lot of time to do what we typically do. We're going to have a great pre- and post-game show coming up for this game on Sunday. We'll be at M Resort Spa and Casino. I want to thank everybody at M. Uh, Bobby knows that, too. He runs this show every day. We think about M all the time, and we always mention them because we want you to go there to the Raiders Tavern and Grill, all their restaurants. If you love to go and watch sports, their sports book is incredible. they got great food in their sports book, by the way, too, and their suites and rooms are great in the summertime. This has been such a long year, 2021. I remember sitting out there by the pool during the Raider preseason in the early games when they were on the road and the game would start and I would float out to the pool, get myself a dull whip, sit by the pool and watch the game out there. I was talking when it was 105, 107, and look at the weather today. Wherever you are in the Valley, head on out to M Resort Spawn Casino. That's where we host all away games. Along with Eric Allen, we have a great time there. And float into the Raiders Tavern and Grill and have a good time there. When we come back, we'll take more of your phone calls. These will be my last phone calls of 2021. You want to be a part of that? Come on. 702-365-9200. And then we head into New Year's. And then we come out and it's 2022.
How about that? When you were a kid growing up in the 70s and 80s, now you're saying 2022. And I hope it's safe and prosperous for everyone. Thanks for listening to the show. Not all those guys made Pro Bowls all the time. You know what I mean? Not all those guys were all pros. Uh, but uh, if Madden picked you as one of his guys, then that means that you were playing a different, a different brand of football. And, uh, and that, that's what it's all about, man. You know, to get, to, to get a guy like that to be able to check the box when your name comes, comes up is, um, you know, makes you feel as if you're doing what you're supposed to do when you're playing the game. Hall of Famer Tim Brown on the life and legacy all Madden, John Madden, JT back with you. Brought to you by Resorts World. I say Doghouse Saloon because that's where we do Monday Night Football. But I want to tell you about Resorts World, the vision of Scott Sabella, and what happens when you go into that property. One of my proudest accomplishments this year was bringing them on board and them having faith in me. Resorts World is incredible. Everyone from around the world is coming to Vegas to see Resorts World. It'll be incredible on New Year's Eve as they're one of the properties now with the fireworks. But once you go inside, all of their restaurants, their lounges, their rooftop setting, what they do with their nightclub, their pool when they had their grand opening, I love everything about it. So I go to Resorts World. I hang out there. My wife and I love it. It's a great place to entertain, especially for the locals who are hearing us. If you're local here in town, and you haven't seen it, I'm shocked. Free parking, you come right in, you come off the elevators, and doghouse saloons right there. And actually inside, they have their sports book. You don't have to look for the sports book. You can watch all those games. And then after the games, they have live entertainment. And it's right next to their theater where I saw Carrie Underwood. And Katy Perry is playing now. And those shows, as she's rehearsed and now ready to go, are going to be incredible. So congratulations to Resorts World, our friend Scott Sabella, and everybody over there. The service is impeccable, and a lot of people are just in love with it already. Adam Schefter reporting a memo from Roger Goodell asking for all home teams, Week 17, to observe a moment of silence. In memory of John Madden, I have the document right here in front of me. As you know, the NFL lost a true giant on Tuesday with the passing of John Madden. To help honor his legacy, we ask each home team in week 17 to observe a moment of silence in his memory. Just prior to the start of the game, below is a recommended stadium public address announcement that could be made prior to the playing of the national anthem. So that comes from the commissioner and John Madden. We'll get a moment of silence at every home game around this league before the Raiders come back and play their final home game of the year against the Chargers, and maybe that game will get flexed out. 702-365-9200 as we continue on, and I'm excited to talk to Jay in Vegas. Jay, how are you? Thanks for calling. I'm doing real good, JT. Thanks for taking my call as always, and a happy new year to you and your family, man. You too, my friend. Uh, uh, man, JT, uh, I respect the fact that you're the type of person that always wants, uh, encourages us as callers to give credit where credit is due. So you know what, JT, man, I'm giving you some credit today, JT, because, man, I've been a Raider fan since 91. I was born in 83 in L.A., moved uh, over here to Vegas in 91. Uh, Man, most kids' superheroes were Superman. Uh, My superhero was Bo Jackson. Um, So 
Man, I had no idea, man. I started listening to you since uh, the inauguration of Raider Nation Radio, and I had no idea that you had uh, been doing this for such a long time. And, bro, the wisdom that you've, that you've given me and given, you know, the callers, uh, the, the guests that you have, especially the former players and the former coaches, man, you, you, uh, you read stuff, but it, it's nothing like hearing it from their mouth. You know, and it, it, man, I love that that you put the former players on and the coaches. And also, man, I appreciate you for having the callers that you have, like mm-hmm. uh, you know, like Stoner Dude and Raider Man and and uh, you know Chris in West Oakland and Reggie in North Las Vegas. And if I miss some of y'all, man, my apologies. But I really appreciate all you guys, man, because you guys have really opened up my my eyes as far as uh, to the fandom of this franchise, man. I really appreciate that. And so, uh, happy New Year to all of you guys. Um, JT, as far as uh, this game's concerned, man, Reggie and North Las Vegas hit the, hit the nail right on the head, man. I think if we get the def- defensive effort that, uh, that we've gotten these past two games, man, I really like our chances. And offensively, man, Derek Carr, this is a Derek Carr game, man. You know, you don't have Pat Sertan back there. You don't have, you know, uh, uh, Denzel Ward back there, man. I think uh, Derek Carr can really exploit this uh, secondary, man, and I'm looking for him to have that game, have that that big pop type of game. And if right. the Raiders do win this game, JT, man, I'd like to name this, this game the, uh, the Autumn Wind Rising. Only if we okay. win this game, JT. So, right. uh, Happy New Year, man. Thank happy you Happy so New much. Year to you. Thanks for the compliments. Appreciate you listening every day. That means a lot. And it means a lot that we are connected with Modelo, proud sponsor of the Raiders. I'm going to have a bucket of Modelo's now. And that's what I love about this. People now yell at me, scream at me at the stadium. JT, you want a Modelo? JT, bucket of Modelo's. Modelo, brewed for those with a fighting spirit. We value their great partnership. Steve Gomez and their entire team that backed us, and they've been backing us for a while now, and now we're partners from here on out inside the Raider Nation. And finally, the last partner I want to thank is Charles Woodson. How about that? How cool is it that I can thank Charles Woodson for his support with Woodson Bourbon Whiskey and Intercept Wine and everything Charles does? Charles is now a proud partner of our show, and our show's better off for that. Go to WoodsonWhiskey.com to find a store near you that carries it. And like I say, whenever you go into any venue here in town, any bar, lounge, restaurant, ask for it. And stay on top of that because Charles wants his brands in every casino, strip corridor, tavern, anywhere around, because he's building his legend in this industry. And, man, is Charles Woodson off to a great start. What a year Charles Woodson had for his entire team at Woodson Whiskey. Thanks for being proud partners of our show. And finally, last person I want to thank is Bobby. Bobby, get on the microphone. We started together Memorial Day, 1996, and we're wrapping it up the day before New Year's. 2021 thanks my friend you worked your ass off this year on top of running the golden night games the raider games on the weekend and we did it again we had one of our best years during a pandemic and a lot of it has to do with you yeah that's great but i don't have an ass anymore i literally i have a bone there is no more ass i used to have an ass i have no more ass it is literally two bones i'm left to sit on thank you thank you very much you're claiming you've worked your ass off completely there's no more there is no more ass whatsoever (laughs) it's a straight line from the back of my neck to my ankles only bobby only bobby would say that last show of the year and we don't have a show without bobby i'm done i actually got one more show tonight on sirius xm and then i'll see you sunday at M Resort if you're coming out for the pregame show. Again, thanks to everybody 
Everybody, especially at the Raiders, for getting us all these guests. Mike Taylor, Will Kiss, Shannon Jordan, the entire team there. They're amazing. They, they made the show shine this year. And we believe we thank most, if not all, of our proud partners because that's how we pay the bills and get on the radio. And we hope you value our partners. Oh, Michael E. Minden. My wife loves, loves the Christmas gift. So there you go. Have a good one, everybody. I'll see you back in 2022. Thanks for listening. I greatly appreciate it. I hope you accomplish everything you want next year. Let's go.